So, the, the interview with no questions starts here um, in the presence of the massive dog. I have to give the dog a name. <laughs> uh, let's play Dog Bingo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rover. It's not Rover. <laughs> Charles. It's not um, Charles. Benny. Benny. Here, Benny. No. <laughs> Gilbert. No, yes, Gilbert. That's not Gilbert. That's it's not, not Gilbert. Gilbert. Uh, Francis. I think it's something quite dull because the, the owner seems seems a little bit dull. I don't know, like just even like. like Henry. Well, Henry the dog. Bit 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 too posh. Oh, I think maybe. Bit too posh. Uh, maybe just like a. Chris. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. It's Dave. <laughs> Dave the dog. Dave the dog. So, so we're naming the uh, not very good for a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> visual visual gags. They don't really work. Um, but for the sake of doing a test on the uh, microphone, <laughs> we're basically in Balham's fourth trendiest bar. Would you say? What's the first that I'm intrigued? So uh, probably the BBC, the Bowls Club. Right. Okay. Probably could be other bars are available. <laughs> um, Starbucks is second. Yeah. Well, That's where all the cool is. kids hang out. We're here. You know, the dog's here. Dave's here. So I think... Um, Dave, I think he's more of a hound than a dog, would you say? It's like a lion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like huge. It is. I think he he's panting. Um, he wants to be on the podcast. He wants to... Yes. I, uh, I, will, I will cease with the uh, dog puns. Because I'll go into natural wear, <laughs> awful pun mode, and then you'll disappear. We're very close to the door. Um, that would be a very short show. It's no good to me. Uh, that sort of thing. But yes, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? The Bedford, the world famous. I believe it is world famous, the Bedford in Ballam. Serves a range of red and white wine. And the chips smell nice. They it's do. Chips. It is, it's not world famous for chips. Is it not? No, there's a chip shop in uh, Hounslow, which is. Okay. But I think that's a lie. Right, <laughs> and you wouldn't find Dave there either. The dog. Dave maybe. the dog. No. What's your dog's name? Sorry? What's your dog's name? Tora. Tora. Okay. Tora. Also nice. answers to Dave. <laughs> Tora the dog. Hound. Would never have guessed that. Tora. Now how could you? No. No. It was down the op- opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> to uh, where we were going. Really mundane dog news. So it's just a normal Monday night, really. How's your Monday been? I hope you've had the builders in. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. I can help myself. Sounds a bit dodgy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had the builders round um, fixing my double glazing. Have you gone uh, British builders or. Um... They're British, actually. They are British, they British. Are, wow. Yeah. Best in the world. <laughs> I'm not going down that road. <laughs> no, they are, yes. I was, very, I was very impressed with my window installation. <laughs> it was good. Well fixed. Yeah. Textbook Monday. It's fantastic. That's it. I, know, That's well, it. I mean, a normal Monday wouldn't be like this. Would it? No, absolutely. Getting your not. windows done and then meeting the world's largest dog <laughs> in Balham's third or fourth trendiest pub, depending yeah. on who you ask. Who's having his balls chopped off tomorrow? Yes. And the, and the tiny little yappy thing, his new friend. What's this? No, no, it's all wrong. <laughs> Everything about this is incorrect. It's absolutely bizarre. But never mind. We live for the moment. Um, so, Ivan, who are you, Polly Brown? Oh, I've answered it. Brilliant. Yes. Moving on. I who am. Are you? What are you? Stop uh, to me. I am an aspiring. Well, I am. No, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian yeah. and presenter. Um, and I've been doing this malarkey for about a year and a half. So, presenting was that the first sort of was that your 
you're going to use your own. Oh, presenting. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. Um, actually, I am also a personal trainer, and I've been doing that for six years. Okay. And then off the back of that, I start. I got a role in a fitness DVD, yes. um, which was you know released online and blah blah blah. And it turned out that actually um, I was terrible <laughs> at fitness. No, no, at, at, as, at presenting, it was, oh, right. it was laughable. Really, my I don't know why. I think well, before the uh, all the rehearsals, I was great. Then in front of a camera, I just I'm not sure what happened. I started putting on this really weird accent because I wasn't used to being in front of the camera. So I was speaking really, really posh the entire way through, really? and it was really embarrassing. I didn't actually realise until afterwards that I'd been speaking in this strange voice. Anyway, um, yeah, and so from that, I just I carried on trying to do presenting, but it wasn't really working, and everything I was doing was just funny, but I didn't want it to be funny, you know. Um, and then I was I started blogging. I was doing a comedy blog for a couple of years, and um, I just thought, what the hell? I might see if I can do this on stage. And uh, yeah. So that that first dip into the, the you know the tepid waters of comedy. How did that work out? What was that first gig like? My first gig, um, it's actually quite interesting because I was saying about how I was I wasn't really being myself when I was doing the presenting. I, I put on a character that wasn't me because I didn't want to be me on the set, right? So actually, without knowing I was doing it, I decided on my first gig to do a character because I wasn't comfortable with be doing stand-up as myself. This is, this is quite deep. I can't be me. I can't be me. <laughs> so next week on Therapy with Angie, yes, yes. <laughs> we've got the local butcher who's got issues with commitment. <laughs> um, so anyway. So what format did this character take? take? It was, uh, did it, did, was it subconscious? Did you not really think, when you were going into comedy, you were thinking... I'm going to go down this route deliberately and start off this way, or was it no, pre-planned? No. It just came about. Well, I had all my jokes written that were all crude, but I just, you know, decided to do this character, and it was basically this really weird voice, and he just spoke a little bit like a like kind of gimpy voice. It was just fucking weird. So a filthy weirdo, I don't basically. Know. I think it was male or something. It's some strange, some strange character, um, and I did that in hindsight to actually get past just being up on the stage and be, you know what I mean um, so yeah and then that was my first gig and um, it was actually in a, a comedy competition called the Funny Women Awards yeah I was going to say do, do you think you know for other aspiring kind of lady comedians or, you know, especially Funny Women is a great platform uh, for for a new entrance and existing female comedians would you re- I mean do you recommend that is it did it did it really help along the way or was um, it something you just saw and thought I'm going to get involved in or um, yeah I just googled stand up London competitions and that came up okay. and so I thought sod it I'll do it my first gig and that was 2012 right? uh, yes no actually yeah that's right Good, yeah. I've done my research you have um, I, I genuinely haven't done any <laughs> research I'm just plucking numbers out of the air that was 1964 wasn't it yes that's great it's, it's 25 years before you were born um, I have no idea when you were born. <laughs> Guess no. Um, so funny one was it was that was that first kind of platform. Um, was it good to be surrounded by other comedians in the same similar sort of situation, or did you do you not enjoy that? I don't know. Um, I did enjoy it, actually. It was quite nurturing, and at the awards themselves, it's just it's a, it, there, it's a, there's a nice feel about it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think maybe because we were all women, it was just, it was quite nice. You know what I mean? Um, and actually, because I wasn't that nervous for my first gig because I didn't really know I thought I'd just do it for you know just see how I got on and there was no pressure on myself um, I got through to the next round from my first gig 
and then from there it went downhill for the next like 20 gigs okay <laughs> how spectacularly badly did it go well actually after my first gig they um the lady running the competition said oh you know why are you why are you doing the accent and i was like actually ah, okay. i don't know and she said oh, are you doing it as a, as a barrier and I said, yeah, actually I am. And she goes, okay, your set's brilliant, the material's great, drop the, drop the act, drop the character. So I thought, right, I'll do it as my next gig for the semi-finals of the same awards. And it was just, it was just awful. <laughs> I had like obviously a five minute set and I, I didn't even breathe. I was just like, <laughs> on stage. And I, I think I was just bright red up there. And bless my friends afterwards. They were like, oh, it was really good. You're really good. I'm like, oh, my God, it's fucking awful. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I actually did a few more gigs and then I stopped for about four or five months because I thought, maybe I'm not very good. Maybe I'm not any good at this. Carried on blogging, you know, and then I thought, no, start again. Um, and I would say the first 50 gigs were tough, actually, because it's just, you're just getting used to being on stage. Yeah. Um, What's that, that, you know, from that first time, you know, lights are up, that rumble of noise is out there, compared to sort of now when you're doing it, how do you think that, what sort of, what's the transition been like, you know, is it still as daunting as that first time you go out, are you now pre-prepared, you know, precisely, you know, if something goes wrong on stage or if someone thinks they're a, a witty genius, that you've got bam, they're put in their place, um, how's it differed over time? How does it differ? Okay, so... I don't really get nervous now unless it's quite a big gig. Okay. Like if I do the comedy store, any of the gong shows, anything like that, where there's actually a large audience, I do get quite nervous. But now, but any just kind of normal open mic gig, I don't really get nervous. And I do a lot of new material, which is, you know, can be obviously quite demoralising sometimes because if you do five minutes of new stuff, you're yeah. going to die. But I, the more you get used to dying, that obviously it becomes a lot easier. You know what I mean? And um, I'm a lot more comfortable now with silences which is it's a nice feeling when you know if you know you can just pause and if you don't get a laugh it's not the end of the world whereas before I just would hate any if I wasn't getting anything from the audience you know and then with that you obviously with the the character to begin with and um, how it's evolved you drop the character it goes horribly wrong yeah so you're not bringing the character back but um do you feel like the your writing style uh, sort of very quickly changed from that period onwards or were you, were you still putting the same stuff out there or you were putting the same stuff, sort of stuff together but it was just delivery or something what sort of changed at that point? Um, so all the stuff that I've actually that I was writing up until about um, well actually only up until for about a year and a few months was all crude one-liners okay. and that was how I it wasn't people say oh yeah you know People do often crude stuff when they first start to get to, for a shock. But actually it wasn't for me. I, I genuinely used to enjoy writing crude one-liners. And I think at the time, I was far more sexually active than I am now. <laughs> so I would think of this stuff. Whereas now, you know, it's not happening. So uh, my style's changed a lot as, as a result. So is that, is that due to the comedy? <laughs> Well, are the mitigating circumstances? Uh, right, okay. Back to counselling. Here we go. Yeah, right. Um, do you need a moment to compose yourself? When did you last get laid? Um. <laughs> Sorry, the dog's gone. The massive dog's gone. He's not listening now. It's, gonna, it's a, This is a safe environment. So it was a bit crude to begin with. You know, there was purpose behind that, and that was the one-liners, and it was. Uh, 
Do you think that it was, you were going, you were thinking shock is good to get your name out there to sort of make an impression and then to build it? Or it was literally the first thing that came to your mind was knob gag and... Well, because I, I had just pages and pages of gags that I wanted to try. And the thing is, without, I don't always come across arrogant, but actually this, my old stuff did used to work in the right room. I would do really, really well with my old stuff. And, pe- and I, people actually, I became known as the, the girl who did all, all the filth, you know, and that... And that was fine, but I thought, I just, I knew that there was, that I had more to me than that. It's just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't find it. It sounds so wanky, but I, I couldn't. And, and, you know, anyway, in the last, I say, four months, I've, my writing has really changed now. And I just, I talk about just, you know, me and my fears and my worries. And it's a lot darker than it used to be. It's, and I, I might throw in the occasional crude thing. <laughs> when I do get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen. Yes. (laughs) Pigs and troughs. Pigs and troughs. I'm over 30 now. (laughs) So with the darker sort of side, was that always back there? Waiting to get out? Or have you kind of turned to the, for want of a better word, turned to that kind of material? Because actually this is something that you it's a lot juicier, something you really get into. You, you know, are you just a generally a bit of a nutty person? Do you sit there on the bus sort of thinking of dark humour? <laughs> sort of there, shaking away, going, actually, this is really amusing. Yeah, that yeah, needs to be yeah. said. Uh, has, um, it, has, has it sort of developed? Yeah, that's a really good question. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's a review. I'll take that. <laughs> well, I love this, this idea, you know, how does dark humour kind of... Uh, Firstly, where, where does it come from? How's it created? Yeah. It's your perspective on the world. It's what you see. Uh, is it still observational, the darkness? Is it kind of your inner thought and you're getting that different persona out? I don't know. I think it's a lot of stuff that I've always thought. Perhaps I was just too frightened to say it, whereas now I'm a lot more happy or comfortable with who I am and what I think. I know that all my thoughts aren't as mad as I thought they were. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You start to realise actually we're all a bit bonkers. So perhaps I was hiding behind my one-liners. I don't know. But... Um, all, all I know now is that what I yeah what I talk about now is you know it, it's stuff that it, I don't know it might not work in every room but I think we all have these thoughts and it's it's nice to deliver some material that you think shit is this actually going to work because it is quite dark and then it gets a, a, just such a big laugh and it means something to me yeah um, and it's that that starts to feel quite addictive I guess yeah. you know that sensation you're putting something together that is really kind of like that's your unique perspective. Yes. But actually, everyone gets it, and it all sort of comes together. Yeah. And that must drive you to, to come up with more, either more material or just along the same sort of pathway. Exactly. Which is, yeah, which is fantastic. And what I'm, also, what I'm realising is just from writing material and delivering it, you think that certain... There's been a, quite a few things that I've thought, is this... Do other people think this? I'm going to say it. And I will say that most things that... This is going to sound so arrogant... Everything I deliver, everyone just has been through. No, no, they yeah, 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 yeah. Carry on, darling. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just mean that, like, all my newest stuff. If it doesn't get a, a loud laugh, it gets an acknowledgement. Oh yes, I know I've had that. I've had that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I like that because then I know. Well, at least like there's something there I can work with. Um, yeah. How much um, how much fun do you get to have with your audience as well? Because that is the joy of stand up is the fact you're not alone. You're not as much yeah. as some yeah you know, being someone coming into this world which might eat me up and spit me out the other end, and hopefully it probably will. It'll destroy me for life. Um, but it's worth it. You've got to go out there. You've got to try it, and hopefully you'd recommend you know, you'd recommend that. I think that's the way forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, the opportunity to utilise your audiences at all and play with them. I mean, that's something I've seen from the clips that you got you put on YouTube and things yeah. like that. You know, that seems to be part of that of the act in the show. Is, is that something you you know you embrace? You want to get into as much as possible. It doesn't come naturally at all. Actually, okay. it doesn't, and that's and that's something still that I battle with. Um, it's yeah, it, it's the confidence side of it. Actually, you know, my material. Of course, it needs work and it will change and evolve. But I, I'm quite happy with how it is right now. It's just I've done about 200 and something gigs, and I still feel that I my confidence is lacking, and I. Okay, back to the therapy again. Here we go with the therapy, yeah? Okay. <laughs> um, because I do... I can go through phases, I guess a lot of comedians will agree as well, that I do think I can think quite in a quite negative way yep. about things. And when I'm, when I'm writing material, I find that actually quite helpful. Okay. Um, when I'm on stage, it can be debilitating. Because if I'm on stage and I'm in a weird mood, I might be thinking okay this joke's shit it's not going to work and then of course you deliver it badly it doesn't work do you see what I mean yep. so I'm constantly trying to get rid of negative thoughts when I'm on the stage um, and it's a confidence thing so often I have to go up there and pretend that I think I'm the shit and just to actually just do you know what I mean yeah. just to because they feed they can see it if you're yes. not oh no 100% yeah agree with that. you know there is an instant vibe within that room and it's often dictated by you know that first like, again that 30 seconds yeah. first minute which I, I anticipate you know I don't know whether that was a, more of a challenge to begin with with the character or less of a challenge now because you've dropped in you just you I don't know it's, it's far more of a challenge now okay yeah and if I'm like if I'm in quite a bad mood and I watch a setback that I've recorded and it hasn't gone very well I can tell my body language I, my shoulders are quite hunched over and I just I'm not owning the stage and if you're not believing it yeah. they're not going to believe it you know what I mean so um What's what's a um, what's a good uh, what's your uh, your recommendation for that apart from a large dose of some kind of medication <laughs> or some coke I don't know <laughs> a bit buzzy it's a bit buzzy everything's a bit buzzy tonight can you feel it too it's a bit buzzy <laughs> it's really Moorish what oh four minutes are done okay better do something now yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know um, I, I tell you I, I know that. When I'm putting something together and genuinely, like you said, believing in what you do and on the other flip side of that, writing something and then sending it out there and not getting the response you believe in, that's a real, that's a huge barrier, that's a massive challenge. But I think with the confidence of you know, being able to deliver your material, I don't know. I, I believe in try. Give it a go, get it out there, try it. Yeah. And it's done. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But then tomorrow night, you know, don't dismiss something because it just didn't work with that audience. Yes. And I think you know, from feeding back and listening to other people in a similar situation, you know, they've gone out there with something that's absolutely fantastic. It hasn't worked. A month down the line, and it's there. It's, it's a piece of jigsaw missing or something yes. like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think you're right with that persona. And do you, I mean, do you feel like you, you still take on a different persona, even though you may have lost the original Polly Brown? Yeah. Is it now still there's a persona there? Another or? great question. <laughs> um, yeah. A little bit. Which is, you know, is that the mischievous you? Is that the you that you always wanted to sort of become? No, or? no, no, it's annoying. I don't, I don't, oh, really? I, I want to be me on there. I want to be me on there. But even watching, I'm getting far more like me, you know, when I hit <laughs> nervous. That's the autobiography sorted. <laughs> I'm almost like I'm me. Almost me. Page one. No, me. yeah. <laughs> 
No, but when I hear my sets back, I, I do I do speak in a certain way that isn't exactly me. Maybe all my mate, everyone on the circuit probably think it is me, but you know when you know you don't really sound like you. Like I can't explain it, but I, there's definitely I'm still doing a slight persona that I just really want to draw. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. <laughs> so with that, um, if we sort of think of then. Um, we discussed a bit earlier about things like Vine instant yeah. comedy gratification website yeah that's the worst way of describing Vine ever but um, does that now does that always given you a different platform a different audience and you can literally knock something out there it's, it's short and sharp it has to be instant impact yeah does that present a positive challenge and does that also then move into your material it gives you effectively an audience to try something on that you can then hone and then take onto a stage. I don't know. I mean, would um, you use Vine for different reasons? I mean, it's good for getting anything out there, which is great, or an idea. Yeah. But then, could you utilise it as a tool, perhaps, to try something? Know that X amount of people have liked it, shared it, and yeah. so forth. Could it then become something further down the line? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't do anything. Any of my set, actually, any of my material, it, it's all very different from what I put on Vine. Not intentionally. When I first heard about Vine, I was like, crikey, that six seconds is not very long to try and get, you know what I mean, <laughs> no. to try and get a laugh from. But it's a great challenge, and what I'm learning, that I do all my characters, actually, on the Vine. Now, I do all different characters. So if I'm in a mood where I, you know, I want to do an American accent one day, then I'll just, I've got this character I do, and she's this bimbo uh, a personal trainer who just talks about protein the whole time. But you know what I mean? She's like, protein, there's protein there, and she's really thick, and I love playing her. Um, and but then if the next day I don't want to do her I'll do another character so um, I think what I've learned from that actually that I'm, I can put on stage is it's amazing what in, you know it's amazing what initiates laughter as far as silences certain facial expressions you know it's really slight things that it's will get really a laugh subtle. yeah, yeah. and I so actually I, I would like to bring that across not necessarily the material, but just this, you know, how I'm realising. So like body nuances, using silence or body language or a quirk, that may have an opportunity then to lend itself to the on-stage you. Is there, is there oh, something God, I, I hope no? so. You do so. I you really do. Hope okay, so, right. Yeah. Because obviously being at home creating little vines, you know, there's no one there, so you feel like <laughs> far more free. <laughs> yes. Um, to pull silly you know because I love doing little facial expressions and stupid noises and you know just weird sounds and you you don't feel vulnerable doing it on a vine but if I've tried it on stage and when you don't get anything from really putting yourself out there by doing you know just a weird noise or something it's just it is it's quite a bad feeling (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I I wouldn't recommend it (laughs) do do weird noises on stage (laughs) really depends on the audience but that's, you know, that again, that sort of social element. So the social media to get, um, you know, you're obviously you're developing a following, yes. which is good. Yes. It's a bit, a bit weird, uh, I find, having random following people from all over the place. Yeah. Um, how do you find utilising, again, you know, take Twitter as an example, 140 characters, getting something, getting a joke out there, or getting something into that format, and that is instantly recognisable, shared, liked, and so forth. Um, again, does that prove another positive challenge? Is it something that, you, you know, that's just your mind fast, that's your guff, that's what you just pump out there. Yeah. And how do you sort of utilise it in the grand scheme of things? Um, I mean, similarly to Vine, really, like I, because I was saying earlier, a lot of my followers, um, they like the crude stuff. So 
if I'm not in a crude mood, right, I do find I, I might, I, I will just say stuff that's perhaps more similar to my style now, and it won't get as many retweets. So, um, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, I just can't please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but sometimes I, I might be in like for, for some reason the last few days and it's no this is no reflection on what I've been any naughtiness at the weekend I did but for some reason I've been thinking of a lot of naughty stuff the last <laughs> couple of days right so I'm like get it out there you know and they're and they're, they're, they're enjoying it um, tell me a bit about the you were doing it um, up at Batsy Rise the comedy club yes is it still running um, if it's not that's a really bad question <laughs> I've actually got one more show right um, when where Tell me now. Okay, so <laughs> tell me now. Uh, Rise 46, Battersea Rise. Yep. Um, it's uh, Monday the 9th of June. Okay, so literally a week today. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, myself and Nico Yearwood, another comedian, um, we're doing half an hour each. Okay. Um, Edin Preview and, yeah, 8 o'clock. Fantastic. That's a free show. So that's the last show we're going to be doing there. And then I'm starting a night um, in Surbiton. Um, in a few weeks called Comedy Wire in Surbiton so yeah that will be that will be good and how's that how did the comedy club sort of evolve how did it come about because um, you've had you know, you've been doing it for a little while so how did the Sagan sorry how did it come about originally do you think I'm going to put a night on or did it find you how did, it, how did that come about the comedy night yeah. okay um, actually sort one of the guys that owns the bar just said um, I want to start a comedy night can you do it so I was like great it was say you know it's it's fun it was another night in southwest London and it was a chance for me to selfishly get stage time. <laughs> hey, it's your gig. That's it. And then with Serverton, um, again, local people involved, so local comedians, is it I mean how does the how does the first lineups look? Okay, so it's myself and Ryan Dalton running it. Does my feet smell? I can smell cheese and I'm worried it's my feet. I hope not. I hope maybe it's the door. Let's move on to uh, Cheese Hunt with Polly Brown. Is it a cheddar? My feet. Is it a Stilton? Red Leicester, Edam. <laughs> any other, any other cheeses? No. It's a bit Parmesan in here. Yeah, it is a bit Parmesan, isn't it? It's the Bedford. Ah, oh, Balham. <laughs> Maybe it was that's, a, that's a middle-class cheese, Parmesan. Uh, it's not the most middle-class of all cheeses, <laughs> Parmesan, but it ain't no dairy slice. Uh, it probably was the the wolf. Let's, let's pretend it was here. This place looks face. smaller since that dog left, I find. <laughs> so, uh, to answer your, che- uh, your cheese-related question... Sorry. No, it doesn't really uh, smell okay, like cheese. Good. All right, good. Um, I, yeah, I think I've answered that pretty well. That was a good question. That was a good question. Always nice to be on the other end every now and again. To my feet smell. <laughs> Polly Brown, seriously intelligent questions, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, the power of the edit. Uh, it'll just be. Do my, can you smell cheese in here? Blah blah blah. blah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Balham's finest cheese establishment, the Bedford. <laughs> it's, the, it's the second fact I know about this pub. Um, it also will only use. Uh, it will only serve from the from the bar. Uh, the food orders only in prime numbers. It's a Bedford fact. Quirky. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't trust people that only believe in primes. It's not good enough, is it? It's not on. <laughs> Sorry, prior to the cheese, I've forgotten what the question was. Um, uh, I'm interested in Severton and yes. the way forward, the future for that venture. Okay, cool. Comedy Wire. 
Uh, myself and Ryan Dalton starting it. First night, we're going to be um, pre-just selecting acts, or just approach acts. So the first night we've got um, Omar Hamdi headlining, Jake Lambert and Tom Holmes, um, who are all brilliant. Uh, yeah. And it's free. So, awesome. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll find a link and we'll put it in. Yes. The done thing for, Absolutely. Our, for our lovely London Thanks. people. So, um, you were talking about Edinburgh Preview uh, next week. Yeah. Up at Battersea. Um, when are you going to be at the Fringe? Are you going? Is the Fringe for you? Is, as have you done it before? Okay, so I did a few spots there last year. Um, and I am doing 30 minutes the first two weeks in August. Um, do you know, I know very little about the venue, apart from it's on the Lothian Road. Okay. I'm just going to go there and see what happens. But um, I've got about 20-something minutes of material now. So I'm not ready for it but I don't really care you know what I mean I'm just going to go up there I'm going to use it as stage time and sod it it's just you know it's just it's just more stage time and I'll just hope that no one's actually going to be re- sitting there reviewing me <laughs> they definitely will yeah so it's called marching uh, to a different drummer yes so um, any so work in progress obviously next week other previews available or, um, or in the pipeline obviously with your own sort of Comedy, comedy night that seems like a good opportunity to put a preview up there, yes so. thanks for the reminder I should, I should probably put another you one really on me, should do I? some work in progress <laughs> I mean you know just do it yeah that's I, I think I might actually because we've got I've got a 20 minute spot or something at our own night so I might do I'll probably try and get a few more I'm not taking it very seriously am I really shit we haven't written our show yet <laughs> it's, in, it's in less than 10 weeks really you've not written it no no we have oh right, okay maybe 60% yeah more's written than isn't at the moment (laughs) no yes no yes it's just 45 (laughs) minutes of us arguing and just talking to ourselves so having been up and done uh, or started Edinburgh sort of with I guess short short spots and different little clubs yep progressing to the second year going into a full show yeah what advice would you give you would you give to sort of people looking to follow your footsteps is that really good start go out there try those little five minute places at midnight you turn up get on try things out see how it goes is Edinburgh a friendly place for a new comedian that's a, another great three in the bag thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, okay. I am genuinely interested because as a new comedian going yeah, to Edinburgh right, okay. I wonder well, what I've it's like been once and I, I so I, I can't really make a, a you know a great a, a, I don't know judgment or whatever but some comedians would say don't go up until you're ready um, and probably a lot of them would say that but I'll see how this goes down when I actually go up um, last year I, there, I did notice quite a lot of bitchiness actually and there is there is bitchiness uh, a lot of it on the circuit in general actually do you think that's sort of grow, born out of the competition I mean it's it's, it's massive Edinburgh's you know it's, it's such this it's, the spotlight's on it it's, there's few opportunities to genuinely be spotted and be yeah. reviewed and get yourself sort of onto another platform does that grow it or is it just the industry i don't know the industry is it, it, at the early stages is very catty and every every guy for themselves so to speak or um i've made some amazing friends on the circuit and there are some wonderful people out there but you do i've realized quite early on to it that you into it that you there are there's a lot of backstabbing and a lot a lot of bitchiness and i i just think you know now i'm if I make friends along the way, great. But I'm, I have to just remind myself why I'm doing this, and I'm not, you know, I'm not here to make loads of friends and blah blah blah. So anyway, yes, 
there's just lots of things going on, especially on Facebook and that kind of thing that yep. you just want to keep out of. <laughs> <laughs> but again, um, for you went in and did it as a new individual. So you were saying you should theoretically do it and the time is right, or other people recommend that. For you, was it was the time right to go to Edinburgh? Did it? How did that? How did it work out? For you? Last year. Yeah. Um, oh, it was great. I just did Fantastic. spots here and there, and it was great. Yeah, and I had a, I was I did about four gigs, not very many, but they all were very well received. And that was my old material, so I'm looking forward to going up and doing stuff that's a bit more true to me. Excellent. Yes. And uh, do you know which venue? You know the road, which is a good start. <laughs> no. I, I, I can't remember. It's a venue. There's what several thousand. It's one of those. It's a joke, isn't it? It's actually quite embarrassing. We're on the eighth floor of a hotel. Are you really? Yes, in a corporate setting. <laughs> We've built the first half of our show around a, a corporate induction, <laughs> just solely because we're on the eighth floor of a hotel. Oh, that's cool. Comedy at heights. It's the future, I think. Yes. You know, high altitude whimsy is the uh, is the way forward. Because there's not there's not there's not much air, so there's a good chance the audience are going to pass out. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. As soon as they're in, what happens to them? No, it's fine by us. You know, <laughs> we're going to do some podcasts on after seat. So we're going to go and take take the podcast out to the streets and the people. Um, so we're looking forward to sort of catching up and just bumping into people and just seeing what works. Um, but it's, um, I don't know, having not been before, it just seems like a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh God, yeah, just be around it and go and watch people. Um, I actually went up last year thinking I was the dog's bollocks and came home thinking I'm shit <laughs> because you see so much talent up there. But is, um, that, is that a good thing though? Yeah, you know, you help, it really real. helps shape you as an individual, as an act, as a comedian. Yes. And I think, because you, you need to, I need to be brought back down to earth and realise that I'm very much... You are. Doing... Yes, you're not. You're not always great. No. Um. <laughs> you're, you are very well. Oh, well. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Back Isn't it couch. funny though? Because you do, you look at, you do look at. But I look at my old material and I don't rate any of it. Okay. And I think that will constantly, yeah. constantly happen. But yeah, I cringe when I hear my old material. Oh God! People used. To, I'd walk into a room and someone would say one of my jokes, my, one of my old jokes. They'd be like, "Oh, Polly Brown," and they'd say one of my shit jokes. And I was like, "Please don't, don't do that." <laughs> do you want to hear the joke? Oh yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're on the train and the announcement says, oh, um, if you see anything suspicious, please tell a member of staff. Well, I saw a fat lady eating a salad. And as you can see, <laughs> fucking tumbleweed <laughs> across the bedford. So the dog's left. <laughs> that was actually one of my jokes that I thought was genius. Um, and now... I Meaning the height of Al Qaeda, that was that stuff's gold. <laughs> you didn't even smirk, Andy. I did smirk. You didn't even smirk. No, for the people at home, like, there was smirkage. I was just waiting for a little bit more. <laughs> but we laugh yeah. about it now. That's it. But I would like. I'll get my coat. I, I would go into a gig and someone would go, Polly Brown, see anything suspicious? Fat lady, you know, my god, god, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Anyway, yeah. On the on the female sort of side of things. Um, how have you how have you found that has that been a challenge it's a male dominated environment that's just a fact yeah I, you know it's not in my opinion it's not the best thing I think comedy needs diversity and it needs uh, every viewpoint that is conceivably possible how's that been breaking into the industry yeah how have you found that journey uh, do you know what I don't ever go on stage thinking I'm a female this is going to count against me okay. um, I am definitely a female, but I just don't go on But it doesn't stage. count against you. It's okay. Yeah. I am lady. It is fine. I've accepted this. Yeah. I've never, I've never ever gone on... 
even from the start, I just don't ever think, oh, God, this is going to... I don't know why. I, d I just don't. So um... Reviewing the last 18 months and that journey, what's your ambition for the next 18 Okay, so by the end of the year, yep. as ambitious as it might sound, I really want to try and get an agent by the end of the year. And I, I, I'll just basically just bash out as many gigs as I can um, and try and get an agent at the end of the year. And then if I don't, um, I may move to the States possibly next year and just carry on pursuing it out there, possibly. How does that process work uh, or working for you at the moment? I mean, is it a case, like you say, you're expo trying to get as much exposure as possible? But then you're also taxi. Um, <laughs> the old ones <laughs> are, the, are the best. Let's go in in the show. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Q. Someone throws glass on the floor <laughs> at this moment, precisely. Yes. Um, so the, the process of going through finding an agent. Um, again, for someone that's been breaking through into the industry, uh, into you know, in developing. How are you finding that process? And is there something, you know, are there lessons you're already learning about the do's and don'ts of trying to sort of do that? I don't know. Um, or are you just literally putting yourself and making sure people find you, obviously sending your material out, yeah. making sure agents or management agencies are trying to be ex as best exposed? I don't know how that element works. Um. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, you have to, you know, you have to obviously just think outside the box and put yourself out there a little bit. And uh, I you know we'll probably I'm going to send off links and, and whatnot to various agents at the end of the year and if I get nothing from it well at least I've tried but I you do have to you, you've got to put yourself out there you know what I mean and I and I so um, yeah I think like treating it again like a business yep. and just you know networking as much as you can and that kind of thing with the um, with the states yes. obviously on the website so we've got that set up there in, in New York I think it is yeah. Um, from your YouTube. How Can does I send it you a new link? Please do. Please. Because that's my old material again. Is it is a bit, yes. Oh, <laughs> Thank you well from what I've learned. <laughs> um, but with the States, how does that differ as an audience to the UK? And how has that helped part of your evolution? Um, well, again, it was it was one gig. So I really can't... I mean, it was amazing. And I, it was quite a small audience, but I was so happy with how it went down in New York. Um, and I'm quite an impatient person, so the only reason why I would go there is because I think I would probably, maybe I would do better there. I'm not, you know, I'm, um, yeah, it's more of an impatient thing, and I know that you you have to be patient, you know, in comedy. But I'm I'm not very patient, so that's why I'm thinking perhaps if I don't get anywhere by the end of the year, uh, my dad lives there, so I'll probably just go there. Even if I just do a few months gigging yeah. around, you know what I mean? You see how it goes. I know it's a lot harder on the circuit there. You have to often bring a lot of people along yep. to, to gigs unless you're kind of somebody, you know, well-known or established as such. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe in, you know, in, in 18 months I'll, I'll be still here, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting impatient already. Um, did you, do you find that the American audience gets get, got the old you more than the UK you? Uh, do you think that that's... I don't know, again, with, with regards to that comparison between yeah. the same sort of venue in the UK and America, what would you choose? Which audience would you prefer? With my old stuff? Well, yeah, I guess as a starting point. Oh, yeah, and in, then the if States. You, in the States. So as it evolves, which would you pick? Would you think the UK would be, uh, our, our UK audiences would be more, you know, enjoy your comedy more as it is now? Or do you think the Americans would still be a good crack, a good challenge? I mean, they're, you know, 
they're such an interactive audience. Yeah. And it comes across that comedy gigs are real events out there. They really are. And they really go out to have a good time, get involved, as good or bad as that might be. Um, but actually keeps you on your toes as a comedian. Yes. So do you, do you see that as a more interesting challenge, or is it uh, is home actually slightly better? I don't know. It's, it's different, clearly. Yeah. Um, and it, it's quite a, a big statement to say that I would move there. And actually, they don't because they don't even know what my new my new stuff might not. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it probably would be fine. But again, it's you know they were. It was one gig, and um, they were all wasted. You know, so. <laughs> It was great, but I, I don't know whether my new stuff would be as easy to land out there. How can the people out there discover you? So, the website? Yeah, website is um, pollybrown.co.uk. Vine is Polly Brown. And on Twitter, I am pollybrown29. Even though I'm 31, but it's, it's pollybrown29. Fantastic. Um, if you were to give, if we were to do uh, Jerry's final thought, yeah. Because I do like Jerry's final thought. Um, firstly, your your number one piece of advice for any new and aspiring comedian. Yeah. And two, just a life message because that's nice and cheesy. Okay. Um, so main advice for anyone trying to get into it is just don't give up. It's such an obvious thing to say, but if you really want to do it, don't give up and enjoy it. And I, and I, you know, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. So Do you think it's, on. is it a comedian's rite of passage to, to, you know, to try things, to struggle, get over that, keep trying, keep going? Is that the general message? Definitely. And I think if you're, um, like with anything in life, if you just, if you just don't stop, it will eventually, and, and again, this is quite wanky, but I truly, I truly <laughs> believe that if you're constantly putting out energy into something, eventually it comes back on you. It does. What you put in, you'll generally get out yeah. of your own. If you're a lazy yeah. ass and you don't write your show until a week before the festival, but, it's going to be genuinely You're not sure where the venue is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in Edinburgh, right? <laughs> yeah. It's sometime in August, I think. <laughs> Another taxi. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much. For appearing on our tiny, tiny, tiny little podcast. Yeah. It's so small and tiny. Yeah. It's like, it's like you. Um, <laughs> really is um, no it's a genuine pleasure thank you um, we look forward to well Edinburgh we're there in Edinburgh so we get to see what you're doing when you do work out where it is um, and what you are doing we'll let you know and when 10 more minutes is completed of the writing <laughs> process it'll be a pleasure um, but no I genuinely thank you for coming on the show thank you it's been a pleasure Fantastic.